Hey, it's Jess Massa. Thanks for listening to this episode of WTF Health. All this talk about the future of health is brought to you in part by our sponsors, Transparent, OneDrop, Wheel, Pfizer, Vita Health, Utopia, 120 over 80 marketing, and Bayer G4A. And don't forget, if you want to check out the video version of this interview, head on over to my YouTube channel. That's at youtube.com slash WTF Health. Hey, it's Jessica Damasa with WTF Health. What's the future of health? I am talking to the who's who of health tech and healthcare innovation here at ATA 2022. And joining me right now, I have Abner Mason. He's the founder and CEO of Same Sky Health, formerly Consejo Sano. We'll find out about that name change in a second. But you guys are a startup that's focused on improving the way that health plans engage with diverse populations. So this is a health equity place. So we're going to get some good insight on what's happening in that space. So Abner, welcome. It's great to talk to you. Great. Thanks. Glad to be here. All right, let's, let's start this off with what you guys do. So talk to me about Same Sky Health and tell, tell me how it is that you're helping to improve engagement for these diverse populations via health plans. Sure. So we primarily work with health plans, and our biggest footprint is Medicaid. So okay. these are low-income, multicultural, low-health literacy, uh, the people who are, are significantly impacted by the social determinants of health. So those are the members that, uh, that we work with. Health plans hire us because they really struggle to connect with those members. These people are hard to build trust with. And what we have done at Same Sky Health is developed a way of, of reaching out to the members and building trust with them. And the way we do that is to understand who they are at a deeper cultural level. Okay. We use data, public data, private data, claims data. We also have a team that is composed of people who come from the communities they're trying to engage. We built a technology platform that allows us to ingest all of that data and do something that is effectively micro-targeting, micro-segmenting the, the larger population into individuals. We actually have an in-of-one approach. We think the way to build trust with people is to treat them like who they are matters, to take into account their life journey, their experience with healthcare, uh, the way the social determinants uniquely impact them. When you do that, when you take the time to figure out who people are and then to engage with them in that way, and, then, and, and this is important, to engage them in the way they prefer to communicate, which is text messaging. You can't use U.S. mail. <laughs> That's not going to work. So if you get the culture right and you get the, the mode of communication right, you can actually engage people, build trust, and then navigate them into care at the right time in the right place. And that's what we're doing at Same Sky Health. Okay, I want to clarify the, the term culture and the way that you're using it because I feel like it might be a little bit different than what I might think of when I normally think of culture. So in this context, like how are you defining this? Like, I mean, you, you kind of gave us a little bit of there talking about text message. Like right. that's like a cultural thing, right? Like, so talk to me about some other hallmarks of like culture, the way that you're using it. So the way we define culture is all of those factors that go into whether a person is is going to make a decision to engage in healthcare. Okay. So it's really quite broad. Give me some. Yeah. Factors like their trust for the health system. Okay. Have they had experience with the health system? Do they uh, have the income, meaning transportation, or can they get off work to go and actually engage in healthcare? Do they come from a culture where healthcare is very focused on prevention as opposed to just waiting until you get sick. There's a lot of cultures that, you know, you don't go to the doctor until you're, you're like one foot in the grave. <laughs> so, and so you, you need to understand these things about people before you try to engage with them. Because once you start to understand all of those factors, and let me say it again, it's all the factors that go into how a person makes a decision. So it's not just brown people or black people we're talking about. It's everyone. Everyone has a culture. Everybody comes from somewhere. They belong somewhere. They've got a life journey. And they have biases. 
they have myths. They have true beliefs about things, and they have false beliefs about things. And we found that out with, with COVID. We do a lot of COVID vaccination work, and, uh, and it just makes the point that we need to understand who people are at that deeper cultural level, broadly defined, and we use data to do that at scale. So we can actually, at scale, meaning serving millions of people, create this unique end-of-one experience for that member that builds trust, and that, again, allows us to navigate the person into healthcare at the right time in the right place. All right. Can you give us a little bit more, go a little deeper on how you guys are able to do that end-of-one targeting? Like, I'd love to hear a little bit about your tech platform, or, like, you had mentioned all of the different data that you're bringing together, but can you take us, like, one step further on how it works? Sure. So, you know, I don't want to give you our secret sauce. No, no, no. I don't want the sauce. But it's it's really, you know, I'll, I'll give you an analogy um, that that might help. Netflix does it every day. Netflix, if, if you've got Netflix. Oh, I do. They, as you start to use them, they develop a playlist for you. Mm-hmm. And you might have two people living in your house at three, and you're all using the same TV, but they create a different playlist for each member of your who's living in your house who uses Netflix. That kind of personalization. Same thing happens with Amazon. I challenge you to go online and buy a pair of shoes. Whatever pair you buy, they're going to start to make recommendations for you. And the more you look at, they're going to refine their search all we're doing is saying that healthcare needs to move into 2022 and get away from the one size fits all approach that healthcare takes almost everywhere and instead treat people like who they are matters. And here's what here's what's important and treat them the way they're accustomed to being treated. Elsewhere in the economy, and I mentioned Netflix and Amazon, it's true everywhere. People are treated like who they are matter. They don't treat you like me. They right. they actually, you know, yeah, customer they care. they care. Abner gets different movies than Jessica. Does. <laughs> exactly. And healthcare is kind of stuck in in an old way of 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 treating healthcare consumers, I'll call them. Yeah. They're sometimes they're patients, but more often they're healthcare consumers. They're trying to make choices and unfortunately healthcare just doesn't do a good job of, of, of personalizing and customizing the way we engage people. But we can. We have the tools to do it. We're doing it at Same Sky Health. We're creating that end of one experience. You know, I, I don't want to give away our secrets about how our technology platform does this, but we're able to deliver that one that end of one experience at scale. We serve some of the largest health plans in the country, United Healthcare and Anthem and Humana and many others. So uh, it works. Pretty impressive client list there, Abner. I, I want to talk about the business. This is a perfect sure. transition to that. So you guys have raised $26 million so far. You're a great client list. You're working exclusively with health plans. Tell me how you guys get paid. I'm curious about the business model. So we, uh, one of the, I'm glad you asked the question because it goes to the core of what we're trying to do that's different. And we were guilty of doing it what I would argue the wrong way before. Hey, wait, it takes a lot to admit that. Yeah, we, we, we would run campaigns. So we would work for a health plan client and it would be the third or fourth quarter and they'd say, oh my goodness, we have all these diabetics who haven't done their, their diabetes screenings. Or we have women who haven't done their breast cancer screenings. These are all required screenings in these programs. You have to come in and, and do the screening. Um, and we would, plans would wait till the end of the year, have lots of gaps, and then they would hire us to go in and try to close those gaps. And we figured out that's just not the way to treat people. People are not a gap. They're not even a condition. They're a person, a whole person. So what we said is, let's treat them differently. Let's say to our, our, our health plan partners, give us your members at the beginning of the year, and we're going to create an annual journey that's unique to each person. 
that, that d definitely captures all the needs the plans have, the KPIs. Yeah. But we're going to start out by welcoming them to the plan and asking them some questions about themselves, collecting race, ethnicity, and language data, SOGI data, sexual orientation and gender identity, SDOH data, social determinants of health data. We're going to start by understanding who this member is before we really start asking them to do things. <laughs> because it turns out when you understand who members are at that deeper level, and all of that data is a part of that, you can build trust. You might find out, for instance, that a woman you might want to reach out to for a breast cancer screening has housing insecurity. She's going to put out. She's going to be put out of her apartment or home at the end of that week. Yeah. She doesn't want to talk about a breast cancer screening. No. She wants. So, so what we're saying is, let's help her find housing. Let's 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 connect her to housing resources. And you know what? When we later want to talk to her about a breast cancer screening, we built trust. Absolutely. We listened to what her needs were. And so that's just an example of how we're trying to treat people like a whole person, figure out who they are, and engage with them based on that. And so the way we price is they give us the whole membership. We do an internal calculation about PMPM, PM, but what we actually charge our health plan clients is a, is a program fee. It's an annual fee for the member broken up by, divided by 12, a monthly okay. program fee. Very cool. And so it's, is it based on engagement at all or no? It's based on we're going to engage everyone. So every, every member, this is the whole point. We, Every member has to be engaged. You don't wait to not engage someone until there's a gap in the third quarter. You start at the beginning of the year. You engage them because plans don't know who their members are. And the only way they're going to find out who they are, particularly at that deeper level, is to engage them, to ask them, to, to fill out. A, we, we have a, a rapid you know, survey that's easy to, to, to complete. We do it by text message. Um, and it's amazing what we find out about members and our plan partners are just blown away that, that these people have been members sometimes for many years and they had no idea that this person had these kinds of challenges in their life. And many of those challenges the plans are prepared and able to help with. And it doesn't mean the plan has to pay for it necessarily. Sometimes yes, and that's, and that's great. But sometimes it's just connecting that member to resources in the community. Yeah, that are that already exists, but the member doesn't know about. <laughs> and so, uh, but that, again, builds trust with, with the plan. And we're white label, so we're doing all this in the name of the plan, which is so we are helping create a better relationship for our, for our plan partners. All right, you mentioned the white label, but i got to ask the big question here. Sure. To change the name from Consejo Sano. Now, was this because my colleague Matthew Holt can never say Consejo Sano? Is that the reason why it became Same Sky Health? Because that's Matthew, much easier for him. <laughs> Matthew Holt gets some credit because <laughs> Consejo Sano was a hard name. And... <laughs> and <laughs> And he gets some credit for helping us see that we needed to change it. But the other reason we changed it, in addition to The lesser to that, reason, right? Is because I chose the name Consejo Sano when I first started the company because I wanted to focus on Latinos. Uh, incredibly underserved but large U.S. population. And Consejo Sano means healthy advice in Spanish. And we kept that name for a while because we were connecting with people and trying to give them advice about how to navigate the health system. But what happened is it, it turns out that the way we engage works for everyone, not just Latinos. And so our health plan partners pretty quickly said, hey, Abner, we want you to serve all of our members, not just the Latinos. And so we kind of, in that sense, uh, outgrew our name. And so we had to find the new name, and we picked Same Sky Health because it represents values that we believe in. We, we I believe, and the company believes, we all live under the same sky, and we have an obligation to build a healthcare system that works for everybody, regardless of what they look like, what they talk like, where they come from, how much money they make. And we, in this country, the wealthiest country 
in the history of mankind <laughs> with the most resources. And we, we can do this. We should not uh, set our sights low. We should set our sights high. And that is to build a healthcare system that works for everyone because we share the same sky. We're connected. Yeah. You know, we're, we're part of the human family. We're part of the American family. If you live here, we believe you deserve, you know, high quality healthcare. How do you think we're doing right now, Abner? Give us like a grade and like tell us what we can do to do it better. I think that we have, have seen very clearly in the last couple of years, particularly with the disparate impact of COVID on our healthcare system, that it just isn't working the way it should. So, you think it was a wake-up call that people are listening to? I think absolutely. I, I think the good news here is that it is it has absolutely been a wake-up call. And we are seeing now a fundamental change in, for instance, regulations from the federal government and the state governments around collecting the data I just talked about, race, ethnicity, and language, sexual orientation, and gender identity. How can you say that you know a member if you don't know those I things about them? Right. How can you say, I can, I can provide great health care, but I have no idea what your sexual orientation is right. or your race or your language? So plans in the past have not been required to collect that data. Going forward, they're going to be required to collect it. And, and collecting it is the first step. Then they're going to be required to measure uh, uh, disparities between populations and then to design, develop you know, programs to target those disparities, to reduce them, and then to assess the effectiveness. This could be, and I say could because I want to be keep my feet grounded here, <laughs> this could be the beginning of a really positive change in our healthcare system uh, if we actually... Uh, if, if these regulations and the requirements that, that are being put forward are actually, you know, uh, carried through with and, and there's, there's some sort of accountability for people who don't do it, um, if we get this right, this could be the, the beginning of something really big for healthcare in the U.S. All right. Well, thank you for doing the work that you're doing right now to help kind of move this not just forward. I mean, healthcare, we're notoriously great at moving super slow. So it's like way, way to at least, you know, move, move some people along and light a little bit of a fire. I love it. Well, thank you. Thanks for taking the time to talk with me. Oh, my God. No, I'm very happy to learn about your business. It's Abner Mason, everybody. He's the founder and CEO of Same Sky Health, doing great things here in terms of advancing the way that we treat everybody um, with good healthcare. So congratulations on that. I love hearing about your business. For more interviews with the who's who of health tech as they are changing the way that we do healthcare, head on over to my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash WTF Health. We'll talk to you guys soon. Abner, thanks again. Bye. Thank you. Hey, it's Jess. If you're looking for more news on what's going on in health tech, I've got another show airing on this channel called Health Tech Deals. In this one, famous healthcare curmudgeon Matthew Holt joins me twice a week to weigh in on the biggest funding deals, M&A activity, and exits in health tech. Just look for episodes labeled Health Tech Deals.